Next stop, Norman. No, not for me. No, not for Parker Thune. And no, not for any of you out there listening. Next stop, Norman. That's what Caden Green said less than an hour ago. A little bit more than an hour ago. So if you want to have a negative attitude and worry about all these commits sticking before National Signing Day, that's fine. But please leave Caden Green out of your worries, please. He's never given you any reason to be concerned that he is going to fulfill his obligation of sticking through his commitment. And today, Parker, as he had uh, Miguel Chavis, Brent Venables, Jeff Lebby, and Bill Biedenboe all in his home, Caden Green confirms it. Yeah, I'm going to OU, and uh, that's kind of that. Next stop, Norman. Was anybody ever seriously worried about Caden Green? Because I, I would hope okay. that wasn't the case. Not anyone that's been paying attention okay, to good, good, good. Now, there are some on the text line that are saying, <laughs> what do you mean, rank seven in recruiting? you just going to count them as they're going to sign already? Seriously? Well, I mean, the majority of this class, yeah. If not close to everyone, yes, I feel very good that they will sign uh, on signing day coming up here in like 20, 21 days. 19 days, I think, is what it is. And Caden Green, one of your highest-ranked uh, commits in this class. Yeah, he 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 going to be in Norman. Don't worry about that. Next stop, Norman. Yeah. So there's that. And you're going to see the staff around on in-homes this weekend. Uh, the Sooners did an in-home with Micah Tease this yeah. morning as well. So that's significant if you're paying attention to the odds of a flip there. Peyton Bowen um, later tonight, right? Peyton Bowen uh, is on tap for today. If that hasn't happened already, that is going to happen today. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an opportunity for the Oklahoma coaching staff to get out there, solidify, uh, the pledges among each of their 23 commits reaffirm that, Hey, you know what? We want you to OU. We're excited to have you sign here in the next three weeks or so. And yeah, that's that at this point, we're getting close to being able to tie a bow on the recruiting cycle. And at this point, it looks like to me that there are seven targets left on the board that are uncommitted or committed elsewhere for Oklahoma. The names that you're going to be focusing in on are DJ Hicks, Damian Sanford, Peyton Bowen, Tessilia Kana, Eno Etta, Jordan Allen, and who am I leaving out, Tyler? Who am I leaving um, out? Uh, Micah Tease, that's okay. who I'm leaving yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, There you go. Well, I'm already counting Micah Tease, Parker. I mean, come on. He's going to flip any day. So I was just already counting him as a part of the class, which, by the way, I you're to get him. You uh, move up to number six? Yeah, I think it's going to be hard for Micah Tease not to end up a Sooner. Now, something just happened right as soon as we uh, hopped on the air. At least I hopped on the air. Oh, boy. J.R. Sandlin, Director of Player Personnel and Recruiting. You know, it used to be Muleshoe that sent out the tweets that got everybody in a recruiting frenzy saying, Ho, 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 good news is on the way. Appreciate it. It's kind of J.R. Sandlin that does that now uh, for OU. And he tweeted out six minutes ago, This is going to be a great, great is in all caps, great month for the Sooners at OU Football Recruiting, rocket ship emoji, uh, moon emoji, wonder what the present emojis might be, thinking emoji. Yeah, would everyone please stop DMing me that tweet? I have a timeline. I can see the tweet. Uh, But yes. That's just, it's something you'll see from J.R. Sandlin when there are commitments on the horizon, and there are. For Oklahoma. He normally doesn't steer the, you wrong when he throws out hints no, like that, you no, know? He, doesn't. he knows. <laughs> he knows. I'd take that as some good news. And hey, this is like an optimistic Friday, okay? And I think there's a 
a lot of reasons to be optimistic about OU recruiting, but I don't know. J.R. Sandlin hasn't really led you wrong very many times, if at all, so if he's throwing out hints, I think that there's something to it. And, I, you know, if you kind of ask around a little bit, there seems to be a real thought, Parker, that this staff likes what could be happening this month. It's not that's not just J.R. Sandlin's individual opinion of recruiting. That seems to be the entire staff's opinion of recruiting. Like, yeah, December's going to be really good for us. We may not go 100%, but we're gonna, it's going to work out pretty well for us. Yeah. So, And we're, what, 19 days from the finish line? Whoa, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. We got a text. I need to confirm it. Um, whoa, 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 Peyton. On the text line. This could be a troll job. Somebody said Peyton Bowen decommitted from Notre Dame. I'm going to hit the Twitterverse to figure out whether that's actually Uh Uh-oh, don't let that happen to us first segment on a Friday. Yeah, no joke. Oh, oh boy. No, okay, that hasn't happened. It's just a troll job. Okay. It was still fun, though, for the uh, 30 seconds that we got to throw that around. Oh, gosh. You guys can't be doing that. Seriously. Yeah, my heart quite literally skipped a beat. I was like, oh, boy, there we go. You, we're all up for fun and games on this show and on this station, but you can't throw out sensitive things like that, all right? Come on. You're going to get everyone all excited, and then we get all excited, and then, yes. I know you're throwing out laughing uh, emojis on there, but come on. Yeah, Peyton, Peyton on the text line said, that Caden Green picture has four OU coaches in it, including BV. I know. Dang, they were excited to see I, him. Are those four just convoying around the states to check in I on recruits? I thought the same thing, Peyton. I was like, man, you had the... You had one of your defensive line coaches there, even, uh, tagging along for that one, which I thought well, was interesting. Well, it, uh, it behooves Miguel Chavis to begin building relationships and making inroads in that vicinity. Oh, it, well, it's already worked out yeah, for him once Kate, this year. Caden Green happens to have a teammate who is the number one defensive lineman in America in the 2024 class. So, But it's a good point by Peyton. I thought the same thing. It's, you know, for a committed player, I can see the head coach. I can definitely see the O-line coach and even the O-C, but – Miguel Chavis is tagging along like, all right, yeah, they're really they're really attacking it today. Things you love to see. So Peyton Bowen may not have decommitted. Maybe he'll do so down the stretch. We'll see. Whoever texted that, your number's getting blocked. Seriously, we should heavily consider that. I'll tell you who is decommitting, though. How about every legit player that Nebraska has in their recruiting class right now? Yeah. Deesh. Well. <laughs> the Husker the fan thing. base may be excited about Matt Rule, but. Uh, their committed players haven't been all that excited when the about the one Rule. guy that was holding that class together gets arrested for domestic assault, and if the affidavit proves to be true, is probably never going to coach college football again. Yeah, this is what you see happening. This is to be expected. And Malachi Coleman decommitted, Omarion Miller decommitted. There may be others. That was there ta- likely will be others. That was Tattoo Baker on the text line that did that, by the way. <laughs> All right, Tattoo. Leave it you're to on, Tattoo Yeah, you're Baker on the hit list. Something like that. Unbelievable. 405-651-3439. So we got a lot to accomplish today before uh, we get – or Parker gets out of here at 3 p.m. when we hit the rush. We got a lot of OU recruiting to get to. It's a big visit weekend. JFA and Peyton Bowen, they got a big game tomorrow. And there's Oklahoma high school football on right now as we speak. Choctaw and Stillwater, which has kind of developed into, you know, one of the better slash new rivalries in the state of Oklahoma because they've been in contention 
um, every single year here for a few years now. Choctaw and Stillwater will give you updates there. And then we got the big 6A1 game tonight from Owasso. You have, uh, or excuse me, from UCO, Owasso and Bixby. And we got to set a, a point spread on this one. Bigsby minus 13 and a half. Is that too small of a number? Or is that, is that no, that's good? fair. I would, uh, yeah, I think that's a solid line. Because you know it's a solid line when I'm like, huh, I'm not sure whether I would take the over or the under. Or I'm not sure whether I would take Bixby against the spread or Owasso. What's this, the I'd, first time since 1995 that Jinx or Union hasn't been in the uh, 6A state championship? Really? Is that, I think is that true? Since 95. Wow. That's remarkable. Give me Bixby. Yeah, give me Bixby, Bixby rolls. too. Bixby wins and covers, barely. 14-point win. Cole Adams did say last night that he's locked in. I don't know if that means he's going to play or not, but uh, that, that... It just means he's listening to the show, right? I, it was, it's a, yes, it's a great name for a radio show. I do agree with that. Which, um, speaking, I, I saw that stat today, that it's first time since 95 that Jinx or Union hasn't been the state title game, and it made me think, and this is a lazy topic. I hate Mount Rushmore discussions because I think it's like the laziest topic ever, but the one... Mount Rushmore discussion I've never seen before is who would be the Mount Rushmore of Oklahoma high school football? The text line is already going, but to get the text line even going more on this Friday, who were like the four all-time best programs in the state of Oklahoma high school football? Well, you probably got to start with Jinx and Union, right? Sure. Jinx and Union. I think Carl Albert is in uh, heavy consideration for what they've done for so long. And then uh, to go to the west side of the state, is it is Shattuck, does anyone know, is Shattuck still ripping off championships left and right? I know that they were for a while in small time, or small, not small time, I'm from uh, a small town, but uh, small class Oklahoma high school football. That might be my early four. Jinx Union, Carl Albert, and Shattuck might be my Mount Rushmore of Oklahoma high school football. Somebody on the text line already said Union, Jinx, Carl Albert, and Enid. Uh I haven't lived here long enough to meaningfully contribute to this conversation, Tyler. I really don't know. I know Jinx and Union are dominant it's an easy historically. Two. Carl I Albert, s- I think, is an easy three. The fourth one is up for debate. Clinton could be there. Wagner I was, was going to say, Ada. Ada I used had, to yeah, be. Ada. Woo, Ada used to be bad, man. They used to be real good. When I was growing up in Chickasha, Chickasha and Ada had some battles back in the days, man. Um, Brian Odom was there at running back, setting yep. records. Chickasha was really good. I think Chickasha beat him in like the 97 or 98 semis at Owen Field, something like that. But Ada, uh, text line says Ada has more state titles than anyone. Yeah, they, they got to be in consideration. I don't know, has Ada been very good in a while? Have they won a state championship recently? I do not know. I don't feel like they have, but I, I could be I could be out on that. Uh, Morrison is on the text line. I feel like I know who that is. No on Shattuck. Laverne is the new team out that way. Okay. Clinton Red Tornadoes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll uh, we'll roll through some of these answers as the uh, as the show rolls on. But yeah, a lot going on. And not only in recruiting, it, it's almost hard to pick. Parker, what should the emphasis be right now? Should it be on recruiting, or should it be on the transfer portal? Because both things are popping right now. Well. Today, recruiting. Monday, probably the transfer portal. Because the portal is officially open on Monday, and believe me, you will see some massive names hit the portal. If not on Monday, not long thereafter. Yeah, yeah. I, I think some people will be surprised by some caliber of names that are gonna, going to make a, a move to the portal. 
And, I mean, we've seen it, right? Um, and I know that there was a situation at Tennessee with Jeremy Pruitt, but Henry 2020 ended up going to Alabama and I think was their leading tackler last year, right? We've seen several big names go from Power 5 school to another Power 5 school and become stars there. So, will OU pick up someone legit in the uh, transfer portal? Maybe. Maybe so. I think OU will have at least one or two elite transfers. I'm talking big time, like guys that have already Recognizable been major, major contributors yeah. at P5 schools. Yeah. Yes. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll roll in the latest from the transfer portal and put a heavy emphasis on OU football recruiting, as we always do. More to come next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. Oh, buddy, the ref is tuned in on a Friday nationwide. Indianapolis, Indiana, Charlottesville, Virginia, Harwood Heights, Illinois, Carterville, Illinois, Boardman, Oregon, Providence, Rhode Island, Sioux City, Iowa. Is that where you go to sin? Was, was that the town on the Nebraska-Iowa border? Sioux Council City, Bluffs. I- oh, Council, Council Bluffs, Bluffs is where all the sinning happens yeah. up there in the Sioux Midwest. Sioux City is about 45 minutes north. Okay, so Sioux City is like a nice action, you know, town where not as much sinning goes uh, on. My, as, my, uh, my great aunt used to live in Sioux City. We'd go up there periodically. Um, it's really not that nice. Okay. <laughs> well, some would say that about, uh, you know, the, the border there, the right side of the border uh, when you're driving, uh, driving on the Nebraska-Iowa line there and you look over and there's casinos and just sitting everywhere, as we've talked about a few times. By the way, our small Oklahoma town of the day, uh, we got a request from the text line, Kellyville, Oklahoma today. So, Kellyville. I had Blanchard down. I had Blanchard down as the small town of the day. Yeah, we can do Blanchard any time. I'm pretty sure we've probably done Blanchard already at some point. Yeah, yeah, that probably sounds right. 2 o'clock tomorrow, you've got uh, Denton Geyer versus Southlake. Jackson Arnold, hopefully Peyton Bowen, the next OU commit, playing in that semifinal game. And, you know, as I've watched Jackson Arnold this year, you, you knew he was a special talent before the season started. And I don't know if I'm in the minority on this. I'm going to guess probably not, Parker. But the thing that's impressed me the most throughout his senior season is his dual threat ability. Because I don't uh-huh. think that we – I don't know if we necessarily talked about him as a dual threat quarterback once the season started. But it's not that he can make plays with his feet – Parker, he's kind of like won games for them with his feet at times this year. There's been a couple games where if you look at what he's done through the air, you say, eh, I mean, that's just an okay day. But then you look at his rushing totals, and he might have three or four rushing touchdowns in a game, kind of like a game that he's already had in the playoffs thus far. Yeah, again, what you shouldn't expect is for Jackson Arnold to show up and rush for 1,000 yards at the University of Oklahoma from the quarterback position because – He's not Jalen Hurts, he's not Kyler Murray, he's not Caleb Williams, but he is more than functionally and adequately mobile from the quarterback position, and that's just another asset at his disposal and part of what makes him such a special player and why so many believe that once he gets to the University of Oklahoma, 
he's going to be in New York someday for yeah. a Heisman ceremony. Whether or not he wins it, this is a dude that it's not difficult to look at what he's done at the high school level, look at the skills that he brings to the table, look at how naturally his game is going to translate all around and figure – yeah, he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the collegiate game in two to three years. Just kind of a playmaker, man. Just whether it's his arms or his feet, he just figures out a way to make a big play, man. I, it, it's it's hard. It's hard to go into your season, the senior season, and live up to the five star billing, especially when you're playing at a very high level of high school football. I, I don't know if it's possible to exceed the five star billing. But if it is, Jackson Arnold's come pretty close to that, man. He's been everything, everything uh, that he was advertised as coming into the season. And I'll kind of go down a a, a certain path here to get back to Peyton Bowen. But when you look at OU's special teams right now, you have Marvin Mims as a punt returner that I think that we all all like. Um, I think Marvin Mims, I mean, he's shown that he's a reliable punt returner. He's good at that. I like Farouk as a kickoff returner. We'll see if uh, that is in the future for Gavin Freeman as well. My question is, we know that Peyton Bowen is a dynamic safety. Again, he is another five-star talent that's lived up to the five-star billing this year. Both of those guys have. There's no question that Peyton Bowen can play safety. But do you think it will be... Do you think it will be in the cards that Peyton, Bowen's will, or Peyton Bowen will be a punt and kickoff returner or one or the other? when he comes to OU, because he's been pretty special in that regard as well. A lot of folks are going to want that, and understandably so. I'm going to lean towards no, that doesn't happen. And the reason being is you've got several guys already on this roster and several guys coming in that will be able to contribute in the return game. Jaquay's Petaway, that dude's going to be a dynamic yeah. returner. Gavin Freeman, he's going to be a dynamic well, returner. Well, is a true it, freshman – the fact that they're putting him back there, they think that he's going to be a real asset there. Yeah, I mean, that says a lot. Yeah. It says a lot. And I I think, and it's kind of, look, this is not a super nuanced take. It's going to be pretty blatantly obvious. But Peyton Bowen, I think, is going to be similar to Billy Bowman in that there's going to come a point in time, probably very quickly, at which he becomes simply too valuable to put on the return unit. Yeah. Because you saw what happened earlier this year with Billy Bowen in the TCU game, right? He's playing he's playing his tail off at the safety position for OU, but messes up his knee, returning a kick against the Horn Frogs, misses a couple games, and when he comes back, He's back to his usual self, but still, that's not a risk you want to run with a guy that is the anchor of your defensive backfield. And having experienced something along those lines with Billy Bowman, I doubt that if Peyton Bowen's a Sooner, the Oklahoma staff is going to push too hard to get him opportunities in the return game when you have so many other guys who could feasibly contribute in that capacity that aren't also five-star safeties and potential generational But you got to admit, he's pretty good at it. No, he is. He's pretty good at it. He might take one to the house tomorrow against South Lake Carroll. I wouldn't put it past him to make a big play in special teams. Shark says, I would rather be playing in Arlington tomorrow, but does this week away from practice help the Sooners recruiting with in-home visits by the entire staff? Yes. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're not playing for a conference championship, the silver lining is that your staff has a lot more time to be out recruiting on the trail. And 
that is the case for Brent Venables and company. I would, I would imagine Brent Venables is probably going to be a very, very busy man over the next few days. And when I'm talking very busy, I would say probably multiple in-homes every single day yep. in different states with the Sooners' top targets. And you, you, if you recall, last year, immediately after taking the job, he was, boom, right out there on the trail making in-home visits immediately with what remained of the Sooners class of 2022 commits at that point, as well as some of the key targets that he and his staff identified as soon as their feet hit the tarmac in Oklahoma. So Venables will be out and about quite a bit. The entire OU staff will be out and about quite a bit. And I think there will be some progress made. This next week will be very telling as far as it uh, it pertains to recruitments like that of Peyton Bowen and like that of Tessilia Kana, for instance. If Peyton Bowen commits, do you think BV gives him a look at the Cheetah? That's from the uh, 402 area code. Uh, no. I, I see him as just a straight no, Pey- traditional safety Pey- man. Listen, Peyton Bowen is a safety and he is an elite one. You put that guy at safety and you let him cook. Yep. Do not overthink it. He, he's a guy that, and I'm not saying that he would play – I don't think he would start as a true freshman, but he's a guy that, He'll much play. like Billy Bowman, is you kind of you throw him back there and you say, ah, I just feel better about our defense when he's in the game and he's back there. I I, I feel more comfortable that we're not going to have a bunch of coverage bust on the back end if he's back there. I felt that way even when Peyton Bowen or Peyton Bowen when Billy Bowman came back and what was he probably I don't know 85 percent his first game back. Like even Billy Bowman at that percentage, I still felt felt uh, better overall about the defense, and I think Peyton Bowen can be that type of guy. You just stick him back there, and you know, like I, I feel a lot better about the defense when he's back there roaming around. Yeah, and look, is Peyton Bowen a day one starter? Maybe not, but he's certainly a guy that will be in the rotation immediately if he's a Sooner. And you got to think Billy Bowman started from day one at Oklahoma, and supplanted. A couple of veterans at that nickel position. Jeremiah Cradell was a guy who at the time, uh, everybody kind of handed that nickel job to him, and then here comes Billy Bowman out of nowhere, and boom, the gig's his. So there may be some talented secondary players on this Oklahoma roster that get supplanted by Peyton Bowen because he's just that good and that special. Brian in Tulsa says, in all caps, by the way, so he's very passionate about this, give me the Air Comfort Solutions deal for DeColdis Crawford for 500, Alex, LOL. Yeah, DeColdis Crawford in the portal. Four years of eligibility remaining out of Nebraska. If there is a Nebraska transfer you want, let me tell you. Jason White on the hot seat. It is not DeColdis Crawford. It is Ernest Hausman because – that dude can ball. What? And at a at a position of need for Oklahoma like linebacker, that's a guy that I I think the Oklahoma staff will give him a look at the very least. But wouldn't it be fun next year if we could say, hey, hit us up, 405-651-3439. It's the DeColdis Crawford Air Comfort Solutions text line. Like, that's not a mouthful. <laughs> oh, man, that would be fun. Wouldn't count on it because Oklahoma really doesn't have a need for another wide receiver right now via the portal that room is crowded as it is and especially if you get Marvin Mims back I don't think you need to overfill it but yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see where old the coldest lands Mike and uh, Mike and Weatherford how does Notre Dame's eight and two quarterback transferring out with three years of eligibility left 
affect the recruitment of Peyton Bowen to OU. But seriously, has to suck to lose a starting quarterback with a bright future. No, no, it doesn't suck at all for Notre Dame because you got to consider Drew Pine wasn't Notre Dame's starter coming into the year. It was Tyler yeah. Buckner. And also, the reason Drew Pine is transferring out is because, and you've heard me talk all week about how wild the quarterback dominoes are going to be over the next few weeks in the <coughs> transfer portal. Drink me. Uh, they are upgrading. Notre Dame will be upgrading. Hmm. Is that Hudson Card? Is that Spencer Sanders? Uh, is that someone else? It'll be. No. It's interesting you bring up Drake May's name. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Is he going to be barking like a dog next year? Is, he, is that what's going to be happening? Is this like people are starting to buzz about this? Yeah, a little bit. I, I mean, I heard the first buzz about it eh, last night, I guess. Oh, really? Would not put it past Georgia to figure out a way to get Drake May. And, oh, how upset Mac Brown will be if that happens. Hey, I, I, well, I guess I can. They were just... tampering in the portal all the way back in September. I can hear him now. Please, Mac, please. <laughs> if Drake May goes to Georgia, please have an outburst during a press conference yeah, about I'll tampering. Just, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it, and I can't say a whole Kirby's lot Kirby's ruining the sport. I wouldn't be shocked if old Drake May is one of those high-profile quarterbacks in the portal. Mm. Man, I, in fact, I would be more surprised if he isn't. Uh, you know, like, this part of college football – is almost as entertaining as the uh, the actual season. Now I don't. I'm I'm not a hundred percent. Like I, I don't love everything that happens with the transfer portal. But is it entertaining? Yeah, it's like NFL free agency, basically. Like we 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 called this free agency once the transfer portal first started. Parker, that's exactly what it is. Like if you have a guy that just lit up the stat sheet for North Carolina, and he ends up starting at Georgia next year. It's free agency, man. And Georgia got him via free agency because of an NIL deal. Just nuts, man. It's just crazy. Uh, uh, one more. On a scale from 1 to 10, asked the 918, how much does BV love recruiting? He seems to really enjoy it. Well, better be a 10. Yeah. I would if, say if you're a, a head coach in college football, it better be a 10. Yeah. Venables is a recruiter through and through. Or you at least better hey. fake it like it's a 10. <laughs> Yeah, make no mistake. Like I said, you're gonna see you're gonna see photos of BV all over the place over the next few days because he is as active a recruiter as any head coach in college football. By the way, um, did you see? I tweeted out the ref army uh, tattoo. Yeah, design. I did see that. What do you, what any do you think takers about it? yet? Brian and Tulsa, like he he wants it bad, man. He wants it really bad. Um, I had a few other texts of people that are wanting to get in as well. Uh, Hunter from Broken Arrow wants to. So what what we need to do, I told Brian and Tulsa we might pick a winner today. I don't know if we're ready to do that just yet. We really want to contact a uh, tattoo shop somewhere in the uh, Tulsa or OKC metro area to get that going. But we need to, like, DM me or DM the ref on Twitter if you want to be inserted into the free ref army tattoo sweepstakes. And we'll kind of gather up everyone there and then... Uh, Pick a winner at KREF Sports on Twitter. Just drop us a DM saying, let's go. I'm ready. Tattoo your logo on me. I want to show how much I love the ref and that I'm a member of the ref army. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. More to come next. It's halftime 
at UCO, Choctaw and Stillwater tied at seven apiece. I feel like that's been a high-scoring game in years past, but just seven all so far at the half. Gage Gundy, they got another Gundy up there in Stillwater playing quarterback. Yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. six foot four, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's, he's a good-looking a big dude. kid, man. Uh, kind of an ugly throwing motion, but yeah, yeah, he's a good-looking. He'll kid. play at OSU. Don't worry yeah, about that. Of course he will. Steel Wassel at uh, Choctaw. What's his offer list look like? Steel Wassel's committed to Akron. Okay, yeah. So two pretty good quarterbacks there. Um, Choctaw and Stillwater, man. Th- both those programs got it going on. That's been a fun little uh, new rivalry to watch across the state. And of course, you got Bigsby and Owasso tonight. And someone called us crazy on the text line earlier for thinking that Bigsby was just going to roll up Owasso by a couple touchdowns. Maybe yeah, so. For, but forgive me for operating under the assumption that Bixby's just going to stomp right. everybody. Well, that's but. what I was about to say is I don't think you can call us crazy for thinking that Bixby's going to stomp someone. They've basically done it uh, outside of one time for like sixty consecutive games. Right? Yeah. They're on a they're on a nice little. If nice I'm little one, if I'm wrong one out of every sixty times, I'm okay with that. Oh, gosh, I wish I was wrong once out of every sixty times. That would be fantastic. My life would be a whole lot easier. Okay, let's see. Any word on a wide receivers coach, says the 405. Nothing new. Nothing new. All quiet on the Western front. That's really what it feels like. Yep. Now, it'll be interesting if, because we saw a picture from um, Caden Green today, right, of, you know, Britt Venable's three assistant coaches. If we see LaDamian Washington in any of these in-home visits. I wouldn't be shocked if we do see that. uh, He's doing an in-home visit this morning, or did an in-home visit this with morning. With Peyton Bowen? Or, oh, Micah Tees. Yeah, Micah Tees, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. so there you go. Yeah, so LD will be very involved. Yeah, he, he will, um, He will. well, he'll be fully involved until he's not the wide receivers coach anymore. That's kind of how that works. So, yeah, expect to, expect to see him out there for sure. Um, I'm interested in a couple of these recruits that we haven't spent a whole lot of time on. The names that you already know, we'll get to those, but there's a couple that OU's trying to flip some kids. And, yes, they're trying to flip David Hicks and Peyton Bowen, but how about Jordan Allen, the three-star edge out of, uh, from Kansas State, K-State commit? And then you're trying to flip Michigan, who's going to be a college football playoff team, their number one commit. I tell you what, man, confidence is growing on the OU end as it pertains to both Jordan Allen and Eno Etta. Um I, I here's my read. First off, I don't know whether Etta is going to sign in December or sign in February. Here's what I do know or feel like I know about the Jordan Allen situation. If the Sooners do flip him, that will not be something that happens with a whole lot of fanfare. I think it'll just be, well, he just ends up signing with Oklahoma yeah. on signing day. Doesn't even announce a flip. You just see the tweet come out from OU football, welcome to the class, Jordan Allen, and there it is. That would be my guess as to how it would go down if OU does succeed in flipping the three-star Kansas State commit. Be a great get, man. Be a great get. Um, Kansas State actually got – I think they're just outside the top 25 in the recruiting rankings right now, which probably a little bit higher than where they're used to recruiting at, so – yeah, you get a couple flips like that. You're you're really looking for like four flips here before signing day. Hey, that was the number shape. that uh, Grill Boy himself, Travis yeah. Davidson, put on it. And both so. you and I, when he initially said that, I was like, man, that's gonna be tough. That's well, gonna be real tough." Um, let's well, let's think here. Peyton Bowen, that would be one. Enoetta, that would be one. Jordan Allen, that would be one. And then, I, I okay, well, it feels like you're kind of either getting three or you're getting five because. 
DJ Davion, and Davion Sanford sure. are flipping together or they're not flipping at all. A uh, couple of questions from the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Is anyone recruiting the six foot five, two hundred ninety five pound offensive lineman on Jackson Arnold's team? That would be twenty twenty four offensive tackle Willie Goodacre. Yes, he already has several P five offers. Would not totally shock me if OU gets involved down the line in his recruitment. Uh, from the nine one eight Metro Christian has the top QB in the state. Threw for over six hundred yards against yeah. Heritage Hall last night in the three A state championship game. Watch that game. He's built well and plenty mobile. Yeah, that is Kirk Francis. I love me some Kirk Francis. What man. did he have? Uh, six hundred and twenty six passing yards last night. Set an Oklahoma uh, I think playoff record. That dude is probably the most underrated player in the state of Oklahoma. A lot of people had that take after the uh, Heritage Hall win over Metro Christian, well, 72-56 last night. Yeah, and here's the thing. It's been that way. Like People are just noticing now because he naturally just put up 626 yards and five touchdowns in the state championship game. But for the better part of two seasons now, Kirk Francis has been lighting it up at Metro Christian. That dude needs looks. He is a D1 football player. From- and I... I wouldn't hate it if OU threw a PWO as Oh, why not, man? Are you kidding me? If you can get him on a preferred walk-on, uh, yeah. Like, you don't ever think that he's going to beat out Jackson Arnold or anything like that, but this is the portal era. Anything could happen. I mean, anything. Injuries ha- Anything could happen. And if you can get that guy in on a preferred walk-on like you got in Gavin Freeman on a preferred walk-on, heck yeah, man. All day. I, yeah, Yes, please, please. 918, just able to listen, any new OU coaching scuttlebutt. I mean, you're hearing all sorts of scuttlebutt on potentially who the new defensive coordinator might be. And there's, you know, will they get in on Jim Leonard? Um, Zach Arnett of Mississippi State, that's been thrown around for a few days now. So nothing concrete whatsoever. It's just that at this point. It's just scuttlebutt. Yeah. And it'll probably continue to be scuttlebutt. Uh <laughs> this listener says with regard to Francis feels like a Tulsa or Oklahoma State guy but went to the school of Baker Mayfield with how he moves yeah he's not huge not a huge guy uh, probably 5'11", 6 feet thereabouts but man I, I really like Kirk Francis he's one of those dudes where feels like he's going to go to some small school light it up for a couple years and be a very coveted commodity in the transfer portal yeah Gunny says Tyler, how would me getting the Ref Army logo tattooed on me affect recruiting? It's the difference in uh, OU getting David Hicks or David Hicks going to A&M. I think that's fair to say, Parker. Gunny getting the Ref Army tattoo or somebody else getting the Ref Army tattoo is the difference in you getting the best defensive lineman in the country or not. Uh, that's what I think it comes down to. Yeah, Gunny, uh, this, this one's on you. If you're committed to the program, if you're committed to the culture, you're going to get the tattoo. 918, what's the early game feel for our Utes? I feel good about our Utes tonight. I got to say, man, I know a lot of people nationally are picking USC to win this game in a runaway, but I don't know. I kind of feel like Utah has the blueprint to beat these guys. They, they already did it once, and they did it in a high-scoring game. It may be another high-scoring game tonight. I don't know, but Utah had a tight end for like 21 receptions the last time that they played. Dalton Kincaid. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I feel good about our Utes tonight. I don't know if anyone else does, but me thinks that Utah might win this game by a field goal. Can I get el- anyone else out there to feel good about the Utes on this football Friday, or am I the only one? 
Is everyone else just thinking USC is going to win this in a runaway? As a general principle, I never feel good about a team beating another team twice in the same year. So I am apprehensive, to say the very least. Everybody everybody all of a sudden is texting in about Ted Roof. Did I miss where Ted Roof got let go? No. Did Ted Roof already leave the team? No, 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 he has not. I mean, no no coaching. There's been nothing coaching-wise that's like, it's you know th- this is for sure going to happen. It's you wanted to hear about the scuttlebutt, so I did, we gave the scuttlebutt on on what's being thrown out there. But no, nothing concrete on defensive coordinator or the wide receivers coach. What's going to happen there? Um, Sooner Brad in Bartlesville said he's on Peyton Bowen's Twitter timeline. Refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Brad, Brad Tattoo Baker got Brad, someone else. Unbelievable. Brad, Brad, just please don't waste your time. Don't expect anything to happen today. And I'm not saying something doesn't happen today because, as I've said many times, I don't have a clue what the timeline is anymore, and no one does. But if you sit there refreshing, you're going to be sitting there refreshing a while, would be my guess. Isn't Notre Dame going to be uh, at an in-home this weekend with him as well? Yes, they are. I believe that's scheduled for this afternoon slash evening. Okay. So, this, I mean, I, I'm not going to say this is it for Peyton Bowen. Here we go. This is the final. Like, we, we may still have a, a ways to go. But it would be awesome if you, got some, uh, if you got some news coming out of this weekend. Who knows? 405-651-3439 is the Air Coverage Solutions text line. We'll close up Locked In next. Touchdown Stillwater, Gage Gundy. Nice little uh, pass in the corner of the end zone. Stillwater leads Choctaw. 13-7 in the state championship from uh, UCO. Safe travels for uh, all of you up there in the 918 traveling down to Edmond tonight as Bigsby is going to take on Owasso. Hopefully that'll be a uh, really, really good football game later on tonight. Brian in Tulsa says, Utes better believe I feel good. Uh, he thinks that the Utes are going to win tonight. Uh, I feel good about Utah tonight. Yeah, okay. Uh, this has been the season of reverse karma for us, or for USC. That pretty much says that they'll win tonight. Yeah, I know. Thought that they were going to lose to UCLA. A lot of us thought that they were going to lose to Notre Dame, and they weaseled their way out of those two games, unfortunately. And Tyler's down 50 bucks too. And There's also 50 that. bucks. Actually, 25 because I oh, really? did take OU to cover the spread against Nebraska, but okay, 50 does sound a lot better. Yeah. I did win one bet this offseason. That, that was the was, only one. That was the easiest 25 bucks of your life <laughs> right there. Any idea what the Hayes-Fawcett countdown is, asked the 405. Everybody's speculating that it's Peyton Bowen. I And that's why I had it down like, hey, is big news coming today? Because so many people were talking about that. Twitter was uh, – OU Twitter, I should say – was going off today on predictions of, well, Peyton Bowen's going to commit today. And I was like, eh, eh, it is, I don't know, guys. It is a fruitless endeavor to try that. to pin down this timeline. Fruitless. There are literally hundreds of 2023 prospects that could be making some sort of announcement that Hayes is teasing. And it might not be a commitment. It might not even be a decommitment. It might be a top schools list for somebody like Mateo Uyunglele or a final two for Nicholas Harbor. I don't know. It could be a zillion different things. 
Don't get your hopes up that it's a commitment from Peyton Bowen. Muleshoe's not going to get him, is he? I don't know. Mateo? I don't know. He's five-star, right? Yeah, he's a five-star. That'd be a nice little get for them. And I'm just hoping they they get knocked out of the top 15. I, Parker, at this point, I've been wrong about my USC predictions. I've fallen very hard on my face for that one. Um, it sucks. It's not fun. It's not great. But the one thing I'm holding on to that I can trash talk this offseason, and I will talk trash this offseason, is his comments about you can't recruit at a high level to OU. And if OU finishes with a higher-ranked class... Which they will. And it kind of looks like right now a much higher-ranked class than USC. Yes, indeed. I uh, I have kept receipts on that statement by Muleshoe, and we will be running those back uh, during the offseason. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Uh, OU can't recruit a high level, or you couldn't recruit at a high level at OU? Which one is it? I don't know. It's weird. There's a lot to make fun of Muleshoe about in the long term. The... Uh, I wasn't running from the SEC. I was running to USC comment. <laughs> the, we didn't take players from Oklahoma. We took them from the, from transfer, the transfer portal. portal. Just the yeah. way that he said it is like, you weasel. He's, it's, like he's, it's like he's continually sitting in his office brainstorming all of these wow phrases that he can use in interviews to try to enhance his public image once again. But they're just corny and cringy. Every single time. By the way, the uh, Mount Rushmore of Oklahoma high school football, we got a lot of Adas and a lot of Wagners in there. Um, I didn't mean to totally look over Wagner, but a lot of you guys are saying, eh, I think it's Jinx, Union, Ada, and Wagner. Seminole was good. Heritage Hall. Uh, again, Ada's on there, though they haven't won a state title since 96. Wagner, isn't that, uh, isn't that where Malcolm Rodriguez came from, Wagner? Yeah, and who's the corner that OSU got out of there? Uh, gosh, they got a corner out of Wagner a few years ago as well. Kevin Peter or Peterson, is that? That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I think you got to throw Carl Albert in there. Carl Albert's been really good for a long time. I know Ada's been good, but like you guys just said, Ada hadn't won a state title since 1996. Well, Carl Albert's OU, won OU hasn't won a national title since 2000, Tyler. Are we going to say they're not a blue blood anymore? Well, people are going to say Nebraska and Texas are blue bloods. Yes, we're going to say that. And I don't say that Nebraska and Texas are blue bloods. Really, you don't think Nebraska is? I just think Texas, I agree with it's you been, on. It's been too long for ne- Nebraska. Nebraska's, you know? and for me, it's less about the championship drought at Nebraska and more about the fact that they have legitimately sucked for a decade. Clinton, yes, Clinton Red Tornadoes deserve to be in the discussion. Maybe once we're like full into the offseason and not via uh, signing day coming up and the transfer portal going on, We'll dedicate an entire show to figure out who the four are. Lock in the four, the Mount Rushmore of Oklahoma high school football. There's a lot of candidates, though. That's for sure. All right, that'll do it for Parker. Drive safe down south to the state of Texas. Thank you, sir. Should be a fun day of Texas high school football playoff action tomorrow. Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.